This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Jay Horowitz with another edition of the Amazing Mental of my podcast. And my special week uh, guest this week is Ed Hearn. And you probably have a record. It's probably going to be hard to beat. You won four consecutive championships from 1983, culminating with the 86 World Championships. You have four rings in a row. I mean, how good a way was that to start your career? Well, you know, it was it was actually wasn't start to my career. It was the start to my career with the Mets. The Mets, that's I what I mentioned, from, with your Mets career. Yeah, I was a free agent from the Phillies, and I came to Lynchburg, Virginia in 83. And uh, that was the great year with, with Doc Gooden and Lenny Dykstra and Carry On, and just a, we were loaded. It won a huge amount of ball games, and so we won that championship. Following year, Jackson, Mississippi, the title there. The following year in AAA, we won the Tidewater uh, International League Championship, and then of course you know in 1986 uh, we ran the gamut until I got four in a row with the Mets, and uh, you know then they traded away me, me away, Jay, and uh, you know what they haven't won since. So uh, this is true. This is true. And let me take it back to 1986. You 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 start to hear in in Tidewater, uh, Barry Lyons is a backup catcher. Then in um, in May, Davey makes a switch. I mean, did you when you started that year, did you possibly think that you would end the year with a ring that year, the way the year went? Wow. Uh, you know, I, I think you always you, you always hope that, you dream that. But, you know, with that team, Davey established that early on in spring training. We're going to win this year. And, you know, guys – bought into that and believe that. And I certainly was a part of that. And, you know, I don't think you look that far ahead. You take it a day at a time and one game at a time. But, you know, uh, certainly uh, our mindset was to win it all. How, how was it? You know, you know, when Gary came over uh, in, in 85, when you got there, you know, you probably weren't going to catch a whole lot of games. I think you caught about 49 or 50. Was a tough uh for you going through the year, knowing that you would really spot Gary a little bit, and, and it would, we got you changed, you hit a solid two sixty five, and the latter part of August with Gary hurt his thumb, yeah, you really had a good stretch here. But was it hard for you to, you know, to to get your mindset? You probably weren't going to play a whole lot. Hell no, <laughs> I was in the big leagues, uh, Jay, uh, with a ch- with a team that had a chance to win a World Series. I was backing up a f- future Hall of Fame catcher. And uh, yeah, you know, of course, it's not easy playing once every five or six days, especially catching. But look, you know, I, I'm a guy who likes to think about the positive things in life. And, you know, that year I was certainly happy to be there and I wanted to be uh, prepared for anything that happened, whether it was one game a week or like when you stated there in August when Gary went down for two weeks. You know, uh, uh, it was amazing that after that doubleheader, the media there was around my locker and you're like, Ed. You're in charge. And the next day, uh, the big New York papers, worst thing that can happen to the Mets, Carter goes down. Yeah. And I told the media people, I said, look, 
I can't fill Gary Carter's shoes. I can be Ed Hearn, but I'll tell you what, right now, for the next two weeks, this is my team. And, and I got to step Ed. in you there did, you did and great. do the job. Yeah, you, you did great. And let's talk about one of my favorite things. The 86 team was one, probably one of my favorite teams. A lot of different characters, personalities. And talk about the Let's Go Mexico video that we did that year that really went viral. <laughs> talk about oh, your boy. highlights, Eddie. Oh, uh, you know, they caught me. Uh, uh, I was juggling two baseballs and an apple. And I, in the midst of the routine, I'm eating the apple every time the apple comes around. So they caught me in there. They caught me uh, in the group session. I'm jamming on a bat like I'm playing a guitar. And, uh, you know, you know, the fans probably don't know, but I can't play anything musical. But, man, I was really going at it. And it was exciting. It was fun, you know. And I think they, they uh, got me with a boxing glove on my hand. And I think that was actually from from game footage where, you know, because you know, we were fighting. It seemed like every other night was something. You remember so. Mike Tyson paid us a visit during the year. Mike, Ty- Mike oh, Tyson. Yeah. yeah, Mike. I think we, <laughs> we had about four or five bench clearing brawls that year too. My favorite one oh, when when, uh, when, when uh, Eric Davis slid into Ray Knight and and Ray got up and clocked him. You know that was, oh, that was, it was oh people didn't like us and they understandably hated so they hated us. You know it was uh, you know you said uh, we were a bunch of characters and. Uh, uh, there were a lot of characters on that team and we don't have to, uh, you know, there's, there's several books about all that, but, and you know, you yes. fit in well yeah. there, Jay. I thought you were one I of the did. biggest I was characters crazy. on that. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> offbeat. And let me, you, before we go up to other baseball, where do you remember where you were? Game six, um, World Series, um, two outs, two strikes, uh, we're one uh, strike away from elimination, you no know, World Series time. Do you remember where you were at that time? Were you on the bench or in the bullpen? I was I, it's crystal clear in my mind. I was on the top step down by the far camera bay facing towards uh, I could see Davey and the, and the coaching staff on the other end dug out the fans behind home plate. Uh, the batter's box and the pitcher were all right there in my view. And uh, one of the things I remember most about being there was uh, watching the fans uh, back then. Our side of the, the section right behind the home plate screen was all our Mets fans and family on the other side with the Red Sox families and you know there for most of that inning the, the the red sox girls and families they were jumping hooping around like it was it was all over and and the our fans were just oh it was like you know the, we all got shot or something they were just in mourning and then i remember as that all turned around so fast behind this the the screen there it was it flipped and the Red Sox fans just sat out right. and had their heads between their tail, and our fans were in just jubilant. It was crazy. And let me say this in a nice way. Your Mets career was one year, you know, then you got hurt after that. But you know what? I don't know how many people know what you've done with your life after that, but, you know, your post-Mets playing career is probably one of the greatest things, and I've been proud to call you a friend. You've helped so many people in different ways. You know, you've battled through a lot, you know, uh, three, three kidney transplants, Two bouts with skin cancer, with skin cancer, some sleep sleep disorders, but you managed to, you know, you have the foundation, the bottom of the ninth inning, and you know, before this virus hit, you did a lot of Zoom, you did a lot of appearances and public speaking. How are you able to keep everything in perspective and not to give up on your life's journey after you stop playing? Yeah, it's been a crazy journey, uh, Jay. Uh, it was, I had a great rookie year. 
the following spring, late in spring, get traded to the Royals for a game. David Cohn. Who's that? Uh, David Cohn? fans. Yeah. Yeah, they should be. You know, I, that's what, I'm, I'm one of the greatest trades in yeah. Mets history. Yeah. yeah. That's the way I look at it. Now, out here in Kansas City, it's not that way. They don't, but, no, you know, they I blew don't, out yeah. the shoulder. My career comes to a close. And then within a year and a half, I'm on dialysis and having the first of three kidney transplants. You know, I've had over 45 skin cancers taken off. I have a, I have to take an IV treatment once a month. It's just, you said, it's a barrage of health problems. And the med, I take 30 to 40 pills a day. And that medication initially there in 1993, right after the first transplant, uh, it took me down to a depression. And, and I almost quit, Jay. But, you know, I made a plan and I decided that, you know, this is not where I was supposed to be in that basement with a, with a loaded 357 ready to quit because I was never a quitter. And, you know, I battled back and six months later, I began to have the opportunity to speak and I've traveled the country for 25 years speaking at corporate events, association events, high schools, churches, and we started the bottom of the ninth foundation. Uh, you know, my perspective is so different than it was back in my days of playing. But, you know, I look at, I look at that ground ball, Jay, that rolled between the legs of Bill Buckner, and I don't know. I'm, I'm a man of faith, and, and I wonder, did God let that happen for Ed Hearn so Ed Hearn could get a ring in his hand because he knew that my career was going to come to a close. I was going to go through all this adversity. And then, but he wanted that ring maybe to open some doors so I could share my story and this new perspective that I felt, which is so important, is thinking outside the self and making a difference in the lives of other people. That's all yeah, it is. One, one, one uh, close to how many that you, you let me know. You were in fantasy camp this year, and you and Barry Lyons and Jeff Ennis, uh, they came in contact with a mutual friend of yours, a young man with cerebral palsy, and he was kind of despondent. And, and you know, I mean, he w was in a dark place, like we talked about. And tell, why don't you tell the people what you did when you heard of the situation? You know, Jay, there was a there was a gentleman named Brian Cohn who was at our Mets fantasy camp. He went because it was its fiftieth anniversary. It was a one time special thing. He had heard how great it is at Mets fantasy camp. And he's there. He has a great time. And here it is like 15 months later. And Jeff and Barry and I get a message on Facebook from this guy. And he says, hey, I got a guy I've been kind of keeping under my wing. His name's JT, we'll call him. And he's struggling a little bit. Can you guys post something on his on his Facebook? And Barry and, and Jeff did. And, and I thought, you know what? I called Brian, the attorney, and said, look, Brian, can you ask JT if he can do a video Zoom call? And he goes, my gosh, I never thought about that. I'll, I'll call him and find out. Well, he did. And come to find out, this kid was struggling. And the attorney, Brian, had no idea. So they finally got it set up a week later. And I spent like an hour, 15 minutes. And he's interviewing me for his new YouTube his page and everything. And it was unbelievable. And, I, and so when that was all finished, I got an email from Brian, the attorney. He said, you know what, Ed? What I witnessed on that video call with you and JT was, was something that is in the top five of most magical moments in my life. I just couldn't believe he said that. And then he said, you know what? I thought I went to Bet's Fantasy Camp 15 months ago because of, it was my 50th birthday. He said, I understand now after seeing what has happened here this week and what has come together in this video call with this young man. He said, 
I didn't go for my birthday. I was destined to go to fantasy camp to meet Ed Hearn so Ed Hearn could help this kid, JT, 15 months later. And you, you took it one step further, right? If I'm correct, you would, when baseball gets started, you would invite this, this, per, this person out to Kansas City to, to watch a couple of games with you? I did. I had no, I was, no idea I was going to do that, but I, you know, I, I call people. I talk to a lot of people. I, uh, I like to surprise people. Somebody will want to be my Facebook friend and I'll call them and I'll surprise them. And so I'm talking to this young man and it just, it occurred to me, you know what? I'm going to blow his mind even more. I said, JT, you know what? I have a nonprofit called the bottom of the night and I have board directors and everything, but I'm going to make an executive decision right now. How about you coming to Kansas City when this baseball season starts? You get to stay in my house, and we're going to go to some Royals games together, wow. all on the bottom of the night. The guy about he about fell off his wheelchair. Right, I was told later. That, that's good. So, <laughs> Eddie, what? what, uh, what I know you're doing. You, you can't do any uh, speeches right now, but you do a lot of Zoom calls with little leagues and, and other groups. So you still try and keep up what you're doing for the public. Oh, absolutely. You know the. I think this this Zoom uh, and this digital world. Sometimes I curse it severely, but but there's opportunities. Like uh, I think it was last Friday night, uh, a guy approached me about talking to his little league team, and and I do that, you know, in person sometimes during the year. I I can't do it every day of the week, but I, he asked me about. It, I thought, well, sure, and I said, just so the parents are there, because listen, coach, I I'm not just going to sit there and rah rah and. And tell, ask the kids, let them ask questions about how many home runs I hit. And one kid did ask me, were you the MVP of the World Series? <laughs> I couldn't tell him the truth about that one. I didn't even play. But it was so awesome to see the families. There was like 12 families on this video call. And the coach and these kids were just like lit up. And then I pulled my player's trophy out and the rings. And they're taking pictures of the Zoom thing and everything. But they didn't realize it. We were on 45 minutes. But I filled those kids' heads with so many nuggets well, that's great. Of, of life lessons. And uh, I'm signing a book for each kid, and I'm going to be shipping it out here as soon as I get the list. And you wrote an autobiography that the people know, right? What's the name of the book again, Eddie? You, your, your book. Yeah, it's Conquering Life's Curves, Baseball, Battles, and Beyond. And, you know, we were on the Oprah Winfrey show with it. Uh, it's been – and I wrote that back in 95, but it's an, it's an evergreen book. It's not really – it's autobiographical in nature, but it's – it's so much more than a baseball book. I wrote it yeah, when our son Cody was two years old, Jay, because I didn't know if I was going to be alive when he was a teenager. Right. I, mean, I have been very sick. And, and I didn't want to leave my young kid without leaving him at least the stories and then more importantly, life's lessons that I knew I wanted to pass on to him. And that's what this book is about. And, uh, you know, we've sold an amazing, I mean, I bet 30,000, 40,000 copies, which is a lot of books for some people. It's a lot of books. How many, I mean, before the virus, how many speeches do you think you gave a year, if you had to guess? Well, I was up to about 90 a year back in the uh, early 2000s. See, I started in 94 and well, got up to about 90 a year. And now I've trailed back a little. I, I only do about two a month now. It's kind of limited. You know, not getting younger, the travel, the, you know, this COVID thing. And so I kind of, I kind of, you know, uh, I have to be choosy a little bit. And, uh, but I love it. You know, as I told you earlier, Jay, I take 35 to 40 pills a day. And the best medicine that Ed Hearn can take 
is the opportunity that I have either through the words of the book, through a Zoom call, or, or speaking in front of 100 people or 5,000 people. It's the opportunity to plant seeds, to water seeds and fertilize seeds and help them grow, maybe become better people through something I've been through and something I share with them. And you still you, you still get a kick out of going to fantasy camp. I know you've been going for a couple of years to mingle with the guys and tell stories and stuff. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I've been to a couple of them. It's a lot of fun when you're down here. In St. Louis. Oh, oh, it's just a hoot. Doug Dickey, who runs the Mets Fantasy Camp, it does an absolutely incredible job. You know, I would venture to say, Jay, that we don't have the biggest name guys for, out of baseball history like some of the other organizations might have, but I will guarantee you, Doug knows the formula. And we were sold out this year, two weeks in the first day it went public because Doug Dickey knows how important it is to have guys there that interact no with question, these, 100%. these fellas and tell stories and are engaged with them, not, not big league and I'm blown off. Oh yeah. Here's an autograph to get out of my face. Yeah. No, he wants people there. They're going to engage with him for a whole week. Yeah. Like you said, and it's a, and it's a, hook. yeah, it's a good time. It's and a hook. the guys I was there one time, they appreciate, you know, Mr. Hearn, if you look in the record book, it says one year with the Mets and on the, the big league. But you know what the, your contributions, what you've done after is really you should be proud. And, you know, the Mets are proud you're part of the organization. Could you still continue to help? So many people, what you're doing is more important. It hits runs, RBIs, and you do good work. I tell you, I'm really proud to be a friend and uh, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, hopefully, I get to see you someday soon. Jay, that means so much to me. And and you know what? I'm a Mets fan, and I I love the people of New York, especially the Mets fans, because you know, in 1986 we did something that hadn't been done in so long in New York. And now we haven't been done again in so long. And the people just love us. And, you know, I, for one, am privileged to do all I can to give back to that organization, well, the people in New York. You're, you're a good man, Mr. Hearn. You're a good man. And be safe you're, out there. Jay, you're, you're an even no, better no, man, no, Jay. Good. You're the best, brother. Mr. Met. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.